This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. So we brought in, uh, we brought Lauren in for this conversation because of the entertainment. We thought that, that you and I might be too boring, Chris, to just have a conversation together. Very much so. Very much so. So we needed to add Lauren to lighten the conversation. Um, so obviously you just made a move to, to Keller Williams, what, now it's been two weeks roughly? Yeah, yeah, right. What was it that, what led you to make that, that decision? Um, I've really been thinking about a change for probably five years and uh, my personality type dictates that I don't like change yeah. at all. So while my change appeared to be very, very sudden to most of my colleagues and, and, uh, and friends, um, yeah, it's just, it's been a long time coming. And, and I think probably the bottom line, I would say, um, my real estate beliefs, my real estate philosophies, business philosophies just really, really align well with with Keller Williams, with Gary Keller, with Eric Forney. Um, so I was really excited to hear when, when you um, came into ownership at this at this Avon office. Um, but yeah, just, you know, it was, it was time for a change for me. A lot of it was just kind of personal. Chris uh, needed a change, needed a change of pace and environment and atmosphere. And, um, you know, while I was at a great place, um, it was just time to kind of shake things up and uh, yeah, do something different. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I've already learned some really neat things and some neat principles uh, that I'm putting into practice. And what's so great about that is um, this is my 26th year in the wow. business. And um, it's been humbling in recent days and weeks. And, you know, like, you know, I still just have new things to be learning and new things to be creating and implementing. And, and uh, you know, I get excited about the educational things that Keller Williams does. Um, so I'm looking forward to a lot of those things. Okay, after you, you know, you went through everything that you're supposed to say, tell everyone the real reason why you joined Keller Williams. No, that is, that is the... <laughs> we thought for sure you would say Lauren. <laughs> Her name is Lauren. Yeah. I know. <laughs> totally kidding. Her name is Lauren. <laughs> and we're besties. Uh, that's right. That's right. We met on a plane ride and became besties. <laughs> we did. Um, you know, there there is more to it, I guess. Um, you know, over the years, I've listened to and followed... Um, uh, Gary Keller, Mo Anderson, Linda McKissick. I have followed all of them on uh, social media, YouTube, um, some different opportunities, you know, when I can learn from them, especially Diana Kokoska. So, um, you know, I just, yeah, what, what, they, what they teach, what they stand for, their cultural environment, um, their, their vision, their vision is a very, very big thing that gets me excited. So those are some things that in, in recent years have just kind of helped usher me along into making a change. Can can you share a little bit of what that vision looks like? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I um, uh, had a really neat opportunity because of the West office here, being able to go to Mega Camp here in 2019, yeah. which was great. And that was an opportunity to just hear and learn firsthand from Gary Keller what his what his vision is, a lot about where he's been, what he's doing, and what the new vision is. And one thing I, you know, I've always told my colleagues, one thing I love about Keller Williams is, um, Keller Williams used to often say, we are a training and consulting company thinly mm -hmm. disguised as a real estate company. And I love that. Um, and that's so true. It, it, it's not just a statement. It, it, it's a known Absolutely. fact because Keller Williams was named the number one training and consulting company in the world by 
I forget like the training company or something. The training company magazine, I believe. Yeah. Training Inc. Yeah, yeah. some I mean, fancy yeah. name. Something sure. acknowledgeable <laughs> and, and, and reputable. <laughs> so, of all the different types of training industries out there, Keller Williams was recognized as the number one in the world. So, um, you know, I think when Gary Keller is going to do something, he's going to go all in, and it's going to be yeah. number one, and that's been proven in so many different ways. And I've been an outside spectator looking in and watching for so many years. So the other the other big thing uh, that really excites me about the vision of Keller Williams is uh, now, Keller Williams is not so much a training and consulting company, mm-hmm. thinly disguised as a real estate company, it's a tech company. Yeah. And the idea that the kinds of dollars that Gary Keller dropped into a technology company and named a new president in charge of the company and the organization to, to kind of merge, merge things is really exciting. So the the command platform which is still new and unheard mm-hmm. of to a lot of people here even within keller williams yeah. i'm realizing a lot of people don't know what command is and all the things that it has to offer yet um it's so new um i just feel really grateful that i jumped in and made the decision when i did that i kind of i'm going to get in on the ground floor of yeah. learning about that i mean a little bit ahead of the curve and that's where i like to be in my business is ahead of the curve the reason for the technology is to take take agents who who maybe haven't been systematic in building processes gotcha. and maintaining gotcha. a database and and being strategic about follow-up and give them a chance to survive in a in a tech-enabled world yes yes how do you think that 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 helps your business moving forward oh I, you know i think it's huge in in recent weeks you know in in looking back at my past 20 years and thinking ahead to my next 20 um you know, I, I think that I've plateaued. I'd hit, I've, I've, hit a, I've hit my own lid as far as what I'm able to do with my team and grow myself and grow my team. I, I, I've hit a lid a few years ago. Um, so in thinking about why that happened and how that happened, I think I, I got to the point where it's big enough now, it's expanded enough now that I don't know what to do next to help it to grow bigger. Yeah. And this command platform, I think, is going to be a a really, really big key into helping me understand how to learn to make this bigger. Um, Rebuild, you know, just from the foundation, you know, rebuild and build things up again. Um, So I'm really excited about it. That makes me think about what what Linda always beats into our head that when you've when you've hit a ceiling of achievement or a plateau what you're missing is a person mm-hmm. and and the person or the people that you or felt system like, yeah and maybe maybe in this particular maybe in your case maybe it was all of those yeah for sure for sure we, clarity probably clarity is the biggest thing yeah. that i've been missing you talked about alignment the very first question, how you, how Keller Williams aligns with a lot of the way that you think, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Um, you know, I, I used to say to my team and my colleagues, um, I, you know, I, I've always prided myself in my earlier years in the business of being able to kind of blaze my own trail and blaze ahead of the curve. Um, I'm a little bit of a conference junkie. I love going yeah. to real estate conferences and learning what other people across the country are doing agents that are doing more business than me, bigger business than me, and how are they doing it, and copying those methodologies, implementing it into my own business, my own team, um, that has allowed me to just kind of, you know, stay ahead of the curve as, as far as my competition is concerned, and I feel like over the years, I have lost that edge in recent years, um, and everything I watch, again, as an outside spectator looking in, watching Keller Williams, 
um, you know, they, they've got the tools, the systems, the people, the, the people, like you said, yeah. is, is the biggest thing to be, be able to get realigned with people that think bigger than me. Um, a lot of people that do more business than me that can teach me, can show me how do I make this next 20 years work and how do I make it work in a big, big way so that, like Linda McKissick says, I'm living the biggest, best life that I can in a life by design. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool because I think I was sitting, we were sitting in the kitchen and Eric was like, yeah, this guy, Chris, just called me. He's an agent and he said that you called him. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, hey, I've been following Keller Williams, but I've also been following you and you're a person that I really want to be in business with. Yeah, I made that part up. Oh, this is really awkward. <laughs> really awkward, right? <laughs> we'll just go with it. <laughs> I love it. No, love but I it. thought that that was really cool, and it was a really humbling moment for him as well, that yeah. people on the outside are paying a lot more attention to you than, than oh, you yeah. think. Sure, sure. Um, so in what ways has getting into business with Eric helped you personally and your business? Um. You know, I, that's, a, that's a good question. I'm going to kind of make fun of myself a little bit. Um, when I just said, like, I'm a big deal, you know, I, I say that to people teasing all the time. All the, you know, it, it's funny. But I really do struggle with being humble and, and humility. I, I try to exhibit that. I, I really do. But sometimes I get a little too big for my, for my own britches. Um, and Eric, surprisingly, and I think I told him this at dinner recently, um, you know, I'm so guilty of judging a book by its cover. And oh, I yeah. think society is yeah. yeah we judge a book by its cover and if you judge eric forney by his <laughs> cover and you size him up you you might come up with a little bit of a negative mindset mm -hmm. um and really really quickly eric and i became very transparent with one another and i was just able to see the first time we met and sat down for coffee um he's just a humble humble person so that was exciting to me it because i've been thinking about a transition for so long and watching, you know, how Keller Williams is progressing here in my market area. Um, and just knowing like, okay, this is definitely somebody I can, I can, you know, I can get a hold of this vision. I can hop on board, um, you know, th this type of humility. Um, you know, I get that. I like that and I appreciate it. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I was going to, I guess, probably make myself look bad in the same way in that I don't think that that's always been, I don't think that's always been my way of thinking. I think a lot of it is we're in a culture where people can be highly critical of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And because, because the culture of Keller Williams is that your coworkers can be critical of you with, with care and candor is also humbling at the same time. Right. And sure. so it's some of those like hard conversations that people have had with me that, that have, probably humbled me or at least significantly changed my way of thinking um, to be a bigger and better person. And I think when we talked, what that that to me was one of the things that you most were, were searching for in making that move was having those difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. right. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about you now and just in the short amount of time that we've worked together is that I know that those hard conversations come from a place where you want to grow. Like your push is to build a better life and to build a better business. And so any, any critical feedback is meant with care. Right, right, right. And I, I, I always try to think about, and, and I'm going to um, 
give a shout out to Kathy Toombs, who's a, a dear, dear friend and, and uh, f- friend, family, and real estate colleague. And Kathy taught me a lesson a long time ago, and I think it was a principle she probably learned at a Keller Williams event. Um, and she caught me in a conversation coming from a place of scarcity and fear. Yeah. And she stopped me in my tracks, which she's often done in my lifetime, <laughs> and said, I just want to encourage you not to come from a place of fear, but come from a place of abundance. And if you're coming from a place of coming from abundance and love, you're, you're going to be on the right track as long you could be giving somebody, um, constructive criticism or discipline for my children. But as long as you're coming from a place of abundance and love, I think you can't go wrong. And the person on the other side can receive that. Well, absolutely. You were even talking about it. You just apologized like five times because your transition over here was so quick that obviously things weren't able to be put in place before. Right, right. And so you were apologizing for your criticism, but we're like, we really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah, we want you to be super transparent. We just want you to be honest because we're just trying to be the best that we can be and yeah. offer you the, the most value that we can. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's that. I was just, just saying it a few minutes ago. It's it's about being able to embrace the path to mastery. Yeah. And and when you when you fall in love with the fact that we're all on a play, on a path to mastery, you you almost can't take criticism personally because because my mindset goes, well, I wasn't as good today as I'm going to be tomorrow. And so any criticism that I receive today just means that I wasn't the best version I'm going to be. So you just fall in love with the fact that the best is still not yet. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you have an opportunity to just keep getting better and That's better. Right. That's know. right. Yeah. And, and, and so it's like being in a, being in a culture with other people who understand that mindset mm-hmm. that causes everyone's business and life to exponentially grow. And, and I think that's one of the first things I told you when we first met was, is that I'm excited to be in business with people who think that way because there are so few people just in a, it probably in our industry and in life that have that way of of thinking abundantly and where do you think that comes from though for you um you know that's interesting um i uh i i, I had a good upbringing my parents uh you know raised me together they were married their entire you know they um you know had a, a fun home we had our share of problems and arguments and yelling and and uh those sorts of things. Um, we didn't have a lot, but we had enough. We, we had, you know, we, we just had enough. And, um, a lot of my friends perhaps lived in a nicer neighborhood, um, maybe had nicer clothes. Their parents had, you know, higher income, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, early on, I adapted a mindset that this is what I have. I have a great family and I'm going to do the best with what I have to work with. And Mm -hmm. this is what I have to work with. And it might not be the most exclusive neighborhood in town, and it might not be the most expensive automobile in the parking lot, but um, just to be proud of whatever I have. So it's uh, I'm a little over the top with it sometimes because my daughters now, um, I'm always kind of coaching them with something motivational. And they're at that age now where they roll their eyes. They're like, Dad, we don't need another motivational (laughs) speech. We don't need a motivational speech. So I just try to surround myself with um, anything that I can't, you know, John Maxwell related, Zig Ziglar. I'm a big Zig fan. Just keeping myself surrounded by things that are going to encourage me. Um, I, I don't like to read as far as sitting down and reading, but I'm going to listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and just keep, you know, putting that stuff in my mind as, as much as I can. 
that's awesome. That's one of the things that I I love about about your mindset and your way of thinking is your your dedication to growth. And one of those podcasts that we've talked about and you kind of alluded to was the Linda McKissick and, and Dana Gentry right. podcast. What right. is it about that that you enjoy? Gosh. Uh, it- uh, Besides Dana, I, yeah, I, no, <laughs> true, true answer. Dana's energy, her energy is contagious. I was thinking looks, but yeah, that too. She's beautiful, that too, of course. Um, so Dana's energy is contagious, and I love it. And Linda's southern draw, like yeah. you know, put those two together. And Linda's got great humor, and and you know her personality. There's things about it that draw me in as well. Um, you know, they're both just little spitfires. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think of Dana, you know, I'm probably, I don't know how old she is. I'm probably old enough to be her father, but <laughs> you know, I just think the kind of energy that she has, she just could run, you know, she's run circles around me and what I've done in my career at her young age. Yeah. Uh, and Linda, who's probably a little bit older than me, she runs circles around me and has done that so much true. in her career. That's true. Um, I, I, I just, uh, you know, when I stumbled upon, I forget, um, I think I was just searching for a Keller Williams podcast. And the first one that popped up was um, Linda and Dana. And I think at that time they had about 29 or 30 episodes already recorded. And I listened to all 29 probably within the first week or That's 10 awesome. days. Um, and, and, uh, one of the biggest things, I know you didn't ask me this question, but I love telling people, um, I shared with some of my colleagues and I think I shared it with you, Eric, when we first met, um, Dana shared on her podcast and, and, uh, she learned it from somewhere else, uh, to write down on her hand, wait, have you heard this before? No. All right. You? You, no, Lauren, you Lauren especially need to listen to this. This is, this <laughs> is going to be so good for you. So <laughs> wait, W-A-I-T. Yes. Oh, W-E-I-G-H. No, 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 no. Stop talking. Stop talking. So W-A-I-T. So the morning I met with Eric, it was real important to me to not start talking a whole lot about Chris Castetter and my questions and my needs and my assessment. I wanted to just hear from Eric and I wanted to hear what's your vision for Avon? What's your vision with Eric Forney? What's your vision? You know, just, I, I don't know anything about you except yeah. what I've kind of read online and, and watched some videos and such. And so Dana learned this principle when she was interviewing for new candidates as team leader, um, the acronym WAIT, which is why am I talking? So apparently, I don't know Dana, but I think she likes to talk and she would get into like talking way too much instead of letting the candidate do most of the talking and question asking and that sort of thing. So um, I don't know if you noticed that day, Eric, on my hand and, you know, in a real sloppy, you know, heavy marker, sure, I awesome. said, wait. And I was, I was irritated that morning because I, you know, I want to do things neat and I yeah. messed it all up and it was, blur it smudged across <laughs> my hand. And so nobody would know it said, wait, except me. It just looked like a black smudge across That's my so hand. Awesome. So if I would start talking too much, I would, you know, why am I talking and just let Eric do more of the talking, which I think I really did a good you job. You did. You morning. actually did a very good yeah, job. Cause I, I can talk a lot and that was big for me to have to, to shut up. So that's why I said, uh, Lauren, th this is a principle for you. We both can listen. I don't know learn what from you're together. talking about I know. or implying. You're being so reserved um, right now. But I'm a high C. I yeah, high <laughs> C. Yeah, maybe in your juice box. That's about the only high <laughs> C you'd get. I hate you. <laughs> I love that. I, I love still that. drink juice boxes, yes. <laughs> a high C, that's right. Yeah, well, instead of permanent marker, we might look into having that tattooed onto your hand. Yes. Yeah. 
I really am a high C. That's like, right. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I'm not shocked. Yeah, yeah. But that's why we're besties. Yeah. <laughs> we're opposite. Opposite, All, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. are. Opposites attract. <laughs> right, yeah. Except for Eric and I. We're literally the same person. We are within one disc point of each other. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's the weirdest thing. It's the funniest thing. It works. <laughs> I love watching you guys together. It, I don't know how it works, but it just Vomit. does. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. We are within... We are within one point. No, there's no one to have any attention to detail. Nothing. You were you caught onto that within a few minutes. Actually. Yeah, can I want can I you tell did. that story? I I wanted to bring it up, so I'm glad you said it. Yeah, my <laughs> you know I uh, on on our way to Austin for this mega camp uh, event recently, there there was a group from Indianapolis. I don't know, maybe 20 people plus yeah, or minus, and. Um, we got to our, I don't, I don't remember what airport we were at. I really didn't pay much attention to flight information, to airline information. Like it really, Jessica and Eric had taken care of everything. So yeah. I was just kind of following along and I thought I'm just going to, I'm not in charge. I'm just going to follow these people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to not have to be in charge and think about details or worry about anything. So you thought. So I thought. <laughs> so this group of 20 people, 18 went to the right down one, down one connecting course and two went to the left, which was Dana. No, God, no. Wait, who's Dana? R- wrong, See, wrong I told you Dana's on your I, mind. I know, I know. Uh, Eric and Lauren. So I choose to follow Eric and Lauren, and I think, well, you know, I'm a guest of Eric's. So I'm going to follow Eric, and you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll chat. You know, we'll chat. We'll have a coffee or whatever. And I realize in following you guys, at one point, you both were like, where are we going? Where, you know, wh- which gate are we supposed to be at? And literally at the same time, you guys both looked up to the sky and did a circle in the middle of the airport. Not like in sync with one another or it wasn't planned or, re- you know, planned that way. It was just like you were trying to figure out which way you were going. And I thought... I should have went with the other 18 because these <laughs> dorks don't have any idea <laughs> where we we're supposed to be. We such confidence that you just <laughs> right. Yeah, us. yeah. So it was fun to watch. It was just fun. Like, you know, I guess if we miss a flight, we miss a flight. Maybe it's, we were blazing a new trail. He said we, he likes trailblazers. That's right. Yes, that's right. we were. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We almost, actually, when we went to Denver, we almost missed our flight. Remember that? We had clear, and that was the only oh, reason right. why we didn't miss the flight. That's right. Because we got to the airport and had 30 minutes to get, <laughs> to get boarded. Yeah, but you made it work. We totally we made it work. It somehow. matters. Yeah. yeah. So there was no attention to detail. In fact, we were in a totally different gate that, yes. that, that day mm-hmm. when when we were lost. So. I love that. One other funny thing about you guys <laughs> is you both showed up at the airport. You know, I, I spent a couple of hours packing. I wanted to really <laughs> think through what this next few days was going to look like. And I'm going to get the opportunity to, you know, uh, you know, be around Gary Keller. I, I love Kim Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda Smith, you know, so I wanted to dress the part. I want to look good. I'm going to get to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. So I have this big suitcase and I could barely get the thing shut. And you guys showed up at the airport. Eric, you had a backpack for the whole week. <laughs> the whole That's time. all you had is a backpack. And even better, Lauren walks in with a pair of shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what am I missing here? What are you guys going to wear for the rest of the week? And how is this going to work? But somehow you made it work. And I probably and, had a back. I probably had her. I probably had the backpack filled with her clothes. And no, listen, it. he challenged me. And when someone challenges me, like I, I won't back down and I will win. So he said, hey, the next trip, because I always pack with a big suitcase, the next trip that we have, you're just packing a backpack, and I'm just going to so that we don't have to check them in. And I was like, cool. Uh, this is a challenge, right? So I order a backpack on Amazon. I pack, and I didn't have room for my shoes. 
So I, just I don't even remember you having a backpack. I had a backpack, okay, yeah. I but I didn't even... carry it. Yeah, no, she's just really good at delegating the workout to someone else Got it. to carry. So, That's why I had a pair of So shoes. I don't pack well. I don't travel well. So I need that same, uh, I need that challenge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wondered is how do your cust- how do you see your customers winning from this move as well? Um, gosh, you know what? I, I, I come from a great, great organization. I, I love yeah. my previous brokerage, my previous broker. Um, you know, they're, they're family to me. I've been yeah. there for 20 years. Um, you know, my mindset and what I've, sh- I, I just listed a home last night with some friends of mine and they were like, well, gosh, Chris, this just, this was really sudden. We had yeah. no idea you were thinking about a move and you know, how's this going to affect the sale of our house and so on and so forth. And I said, you know what? I said, it seems very sudden to you guys, but rest assured, I can promise you everything that I've been able to offer you before, I'm going to be able to offer you that and more with yeah. my new brokerage. So you're going to be fine. This is going to be a fun experience. We're going to make this a great experience, and I'm excited for you guys and your family. And, you know, we just all smiled and kept on doing what we were doing. Yeah, I think that's the important thing to remember is that people are hiring Chris Castell. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. They're, they're hiring the name on the back of the jersey. Right. You just happen to, to have a different name on the front. Right. The same experience they get from from Chris Castetter and then some, because the tools now get to be improved. Right. The technology, yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was really. I thought it was. It spoke a lot about your track record and the support that you get from people in life, and through having done this at a high level for twenty plus years, when when you made the announcement on your Facebook page that you'd made a move. Mm there was an overwhelming amount of support from people that know you and like you and trust you. How did, how did that make you feel? Uh, you know, I just, I, I had no idea that was coming. I, I had no idea that was coming. Uh, you know, just, I thought, you know, uh, most days, quite honestly, I, I'll be really transparent now. Uh, most days I really struggle with liking myself. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do. And we're all our own worst critic. That's right. We just mm-hmm. are. Um, and so, you know, that was just, that was a humbling reminder and it was just very, very affirming. And, you know, I, you know, I love, you know, I love to give love. I love to receive love. We're, we're all wired like that as humans, of course. Um, it was just very humbling and I appreciated it and I loved it. And, um, you know, part of my social media etiquette is to go back and reply to every single person that, you know, expressed awards of congratulations and best wishes and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was really, it was actually, it was a fun experience. It was, it was unexpected. I thought I could just kind of fly under the yeah. radar and, uh, but it, it, it created a little bit of a ripple effect and, you know, my text messaging was, you know, blowing up for several, several days. Uh, my, my Facebook messenger, a lot of private messages as well. So yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a neat experience and I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, just, I know a lot of great, great people. And I, you know, I think I'm, I'm a big fan of the law of attraction. I try to be the best that I can and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I want to attract good people, you know, so I've been very yeah. fortunate that way. I thought it was, it was so neat to see that it wasn't just consumers that you, that you've worked with, but also coworkers and co-agents. Right. Right. What do you attribute that to? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're my family. I, I mean, I just, I keep saying and keep thinking you can't not work for a, a company and, and be a part of an office for 20 years and those yeah. people not be your family. So that's been the, that's been the, the most difficult thing. If, yeah. if there's been anything difficult about making a transition, of it's course. just 
those family ties and those mm -hmm. connections. And um, I just, you know, I keep reassuring some of my dear friends and colleagues that um, we're just five minutes down the street. Yeah. You know, we're, we've yeah. still already met for breakfast and lunch a couple of times, you know, just in this short period of time. Um, so it's important to me to maintain those relationships yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah, I think that that's unfortunately one of the maybe nuances that shouldn't exist in our industry is right. that the affiliation of your brokerage causes some divide between agents and there that really shouldn't exist at all. So long as we're all thinking abundantly about how do we really raise the level of product that we put out around us. And I think that's the direction of KW right now is how do we as agents, regardless of affiliation, state claim to an industry that is currently somewhat under attack, you right. could say from, right. from wall street. And, and now is the time to actually partner regardless of, of whatever brand that we're with. So I love the fact that you're still having those relationships and those, those interactions with your, with your prior coworkers and, and really more than anything friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it speaks super high volumes of you, the fact that they still have the relationship with you as well. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's just, I, I guess my, my biggest goal in going into a transition was just transparency and, yeah. and talking very openly about kind of this is where my head is, this is what I'm mm -hmm. thinking. Um, because over the years, I've seen so many agents uh, it doesn't matter what their brokerage is, uh, you know, colleagues from, you know, all over our market area who will clean out their desk in the middle of the night and then send their broker a text in the morning that they've quit or they're mm -hmm. leaving and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I've seen what that's done to relationships and, and that was something that was and is just really important to just be as upfront and transparent as I possibly could just to maintain those, those relationships. Yeah, I thought that was cool. You you were as transparent as possible before, during, and after, really, yeah, yeah. and and that's that's a character trait. So uh, that that's awesome. Two things that that I just wrote down. One was you mentioned the name Diana Kokoska previously. Uh, <laughs> what is it about Diana that you love? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Uh, she she's just as dynamic and eccentric and um, free spirited as they come, and um, it goes back to that big personality type yeah. earlier that we were talking about. <laughs> he and, was talking uh, about you, not about me, by the way. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> you have such a big personality. That's right. I get accused of that all the time. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. She she just really has had a. a big, big impact on my life. Um, when I came across and met Diana 13 years ago, it was a, it was a quick introduction um, at a Keller Williams event. I started following her then and had an opportunity to take her uh, a class of hers that she was just kicking off. It was the, I think it was called Neuro Linguistics, okay, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. And I traveled over to Ohio for that class and it was just, um, it was I was just awestruck. It was yeah. something that I'd never heard before. And at that point in my life, 13 years ago, I knew it all. I knew everything. <laughs> I, you know, there was nothing I could learn at that point, And I knew it all. And I wrote the book on real estate. And then I heard about this Diana Kokoska lady and started realizing, you know, there's a whole, oh, you, yeah. know, like, you know, my mind is so small. I need to expand my mind. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I followed her on social media, on YouTube, um, different, you know, anything I can find on Keller Williams when Diana's involved, it's just going to be 
upbeat. And of course, we have a common denominator, and that is John Maxwell. And yeah. I know she made it into one of John Maxwell's books, which I think is great. Oh, that's cool. The funny thing is, I'm sitting here talking about her like we're friends. <laughs> it was a quick handshake and passing, that's awesome. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I just admire her. I, th I think um, she is such a strong, strong woman. And I guess maybe I, I haven't thought about this before or correlated this, but you know, in my early days and in my childhood, my mom was a very, very strong okay. woman. She was just a strong person, and she it wasn't that way in her elderly years. But um, you know, there there just happens to be a lot of strong women in my life that yeah. that I admire and respect and love so much um, that have risen to a place in business that you know not so long ago wasn't really even attainable for mm -hmm. for women. So. Um, I just admire what she's done and how she's created the maps division for Keller Williams and how that has taken a, you know taken off and you know her legacy her legacy still just continues to to flourish. Yeah, and you messaged her the other day, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, because we're close friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What did that, how did that go? I'm the biggest embarrassment to myself. <laughs> I, I really am. I love it. <laughs> I was hoping she would be at Mega Camp. Um, and that, and maybe she was, maybe she was there, but I don't I was, think so. I was hoping like maybe we'd pass in the hallway. Yeah. I could just get to tell her how great I think she is. Um, so I follow her on Facebook. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, I just thought, you, and she put out a video, she posted something, uh, it was, it was encouraging. And a lot of times, like I'll, I'll tear up about stuff. It's like something kind of, you know, pulls at one of my heartstrings and Diana Kokoska is very good at, at you know, oh, yeah. it, it's a, it's a business principle, but it's also a life principle. And it also pulls at your heartstrings and yeah. makes you think, you know, like I can become better because of this. So I thought, you know what, uh, you know, we're never guaranteed tomorrow. I'm going to message her. I, you know, she doesn't know who I am, but I'm just going to message her. She might not even get it. She might not even check her Facebook messenger or yeah. whatever, but I just sent her a couple of paragraphs and said, I just want to tell you, thank you for the impact you've had on my life. You don't know who I am. Um, we met briefly for 12 seconds a long time ago, but you know, I follow you and you know, every time you post a video or share something, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, it just, it, it's made such an impact on my life and I'm a better person for you. And I just think that, um, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I may not ever cross paths with you and meet you, but I just want you to know that you've made a difference in somebody's life in Indiana. And, That's awesome. and, uh, and that was it. So, um, I really was fishing for an invite to Thanksgiving. I didn't get it. I did not so close. get it. I, I think I'm close. I think, I think it, I think the invitation's probably in the mail. Listen, so, I told you I would text her for you. I know. I know. Um, but she, yeah, she messaged me back the next day and, and I won't lie. I mean, I checked my messenger like all, you know, the next day, like, did, you know, did, did she reply back yet? Did she reply back yet? You literally did pee in your seat, didn't you? <laughs> kind of, a little bit, yeah. So she messaged me back a great, great message. And of course it was full of motivation and inspiration. Awesome. And it was, it was so kind of her because she's a, she's an icon. She's a legacy. Um, you know, I, I'm sure she has lots of people that reach out to her and, so yeah, it was just great to hear back from her. It was a neat, for just, me, it was a great experience. I just love that you actually messaged her. Like most people, myself included, wouldn't do that. Now I know Lauren would do that. Lauren, you're crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, but I would not. Yeah, never. Yeah, no, I totally <laughs> yeah. As much as I, 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 I'm an introvert. I do. I do lack a filter. I, I'm not very good at filtering things, and I'll I'll say things that are inappropriate and do things that are inappropriate. Really? Yeah, we would have never. I, that I know. Ever. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, what do I have to lose? Yeah, nothing. Um, really, nothing. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And I I wrote down when you said that life trajectory moments, 
And that was one of the takeaways from Mega Camp that, that I thought was was cool was to, to almost keep a log of those times that someone tells you when you've impacted their life for the better. And and you telling Diana that she's changed the trajectory of your life yeah. is something in which like there's no price that she can put on that. And, and we dismiss a lot of those, those interactions where, where other people say that we have the same impact on them Mm -hmm. and, and we kind of brush that aside, but instead we really should be writing down anytime someone tells us that we've changed their life because if there's ever a down day or a hard day in which you don't want to lead generate prospect, be a good parent, be a, be a great agent. You go back to those life trajectory moments where you've changed someone else's life, and that's where you find the the purpose for doing what we do in life. Yeah, and right. uh, I think I, I love that concept because I'm sure that that there are other times that people have told you that same thing. Because I know it's been challenging for you. The last, you know, we've talked about um, you know just some of the some how you've grown as a person in the last couple of years, and so you've had an impact on people around you in your life. And I know it because people have mentioned that to me, the impact that you've had on their life with NKW. And you, you brought up Kathy Toombs, right? And, and that's someone who, who you've had an impact on. And so um, just being cognizant of having awareness when we have impact on other people, I think helps us be better. And it's awesome that you reached out to Diana to give her that moment of gratitude about yeah. it. So, um, one other thing, you had the ability to sit in a room with Gary. What was that like? <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, it, it was a cool experience. It was a neat experience. Um, uh, gosh, what was it like? It was uh, you know I I, I, uh, I at that point when I was able to uh, be in that room with you know it, it was uh, there there were a lot of other people in there too. Um, I had already, I, I had been drinking from a fire hose listening to him from the stage yeah. already for a couple of days. So, um, and as you know, I kept um, like uh, straying away from the, gr- the group I was with, all of you Keller people, I kept straying away to try to like spearhead my way up to the front row, like, yeah. whatever, like during the session every time. So I was as close as I could get to Gary Keller while he was talking the whole time and wanted to be able to take notes and retain it and keep it, um, you know, keep it in my mind. I thought so. you just didn't like us. Maybe I, I, especially I, was like, you. I swear I showered. I know. <laughs> I, I made sure I was like trying to text you guys to know, like I'm not dodging you. I, it's not that I don't want to be with you. I'm just trying to like really take advantage of it. And you all were like really far back. Yeah. Like yeah, we're losers. no, just like, <laughs> I mean, I guess 13,000 people, you got to like, find your spot and just yeah, claim just, it. And Lauren's like the bad kid in class that sits at the back and throws spitballs. That's right. I yeah. actually really did that to Justin Strange. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Which I'm sure he loved. Oh, he threw it right back. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it, you know, being in the room, you know, again, I, you know, I got there early, went right to the front row. Um, and it was just, it was exactly what I expected. It was, it was exactly what I expected with um, his Frank candle. Yeah. His standing with his arms folded, um, which I think is so funny because I try to never stand with my yeah. arms folded and speak with people because I think it's so closed off. Mm-hmm. But it's how he stands the whole time, right. most of the time, um, and he can get by with it. He, That's he right. can he can do it. Um, so what was uh, you know it, it, there were some humorous things that happened during that little meeting session. 
Um, but, you know, I, you know, he's just, you know, I guess I would say um, having that opportunity and hearing him talk raw just about some question and answer mm-hmm. time, he's just kind of, you know, he puts his shoes on the way, the same way you and That's I right. do. Um, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it was just, it was a neat experience. It yeah. Was, yeah. I think while he puts his shoes on the same way that you and I do, he's a lot more purposeful with putting his shoes yes. on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is very little. I bet he has a system around putting his shoes on. <laughs> he probably does, for <laughs> sure. So I was listening to a podcast, and I actually thought it was really interesting. Um, I think it's an interesting concept because at Keller Williams, we have the ALC, which is mm-hmm. the Agent Leadership Council, um, which is made up of our top 20%. And what they were saying on the podcast is, just because you are a great salesperson doesn't actually automatically make you a great leader. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the biggest difference? I can't even say the word. What is the biggest di- difference? <laughs> 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 what do you think is the biggest differentiator between a good salesperson and a good leader? Gosh, that's a, that's a really good question. That's she's what been, I'm here she's for. She's been taking notes. I know. <laughs> We're all looking at each other so surprised. Like, did she just like, pull? Like, did I, I? Do I actually <laughs> have right. brain cells? <laughs> no, you're outstanding. Not just a beautiful you're, face. That's right. <laughs> so much more than I'll that. Pay, I'll, I'll pay you the $100 so much for more that later. Um, gosh, I, you know, um, a leader, I, I'm passionate about leadership. And the funny thing is I'm, I'm not a great leader, but I'm passionate about leadership. I'll, um, I'll, I'll disagree well, with that. Uh, yeah. You can, you can. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm passionate about it. I think that one of the biggest things for me that I feel like sets a leader apart um, is a, a leader is someone that can cast a vision and others can grab a hold of that and follow that leader. And, um, yeah, that that's huge to me. I and uh, and I think a lot of times, um, you know, a, a, another differentiator, leadership, uh, you know, someone that exemplifies humility. You know, those are those are a couple of big things that that identify. Um, and and I think you know some some of the biggest leaders in my life that I've followed and that have mentored me, um, it, it, they they do it so seamlessly it's almost like they don't even try it's just a natural ability and natural mm-hmm. gift you're born with it or you're not and and i and that, i don't know if that's a true principle or not but um you know they just do it seamlessly and others can follow that lead and are happy to follow that lead and you know as long as the leader is cash uh, casting a vision casting a, a vision that's big enough and exciting enough that that you want to that, that you're able to buy into and be a part of and, you know, a salesperson, you know, uh, you know, I guess to me, a salesperson is just somebody that talks way too much. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of an oxymoron because I was going to say, I'm not a good salesperson. I, I'm a good listener. I'm a good consultant, but I do talk too, too much. And I know that, but I try to not be salesy. I, I try to never be salesy, but I guess th- those are, those are my differences. How yeah. I would yeah, those are question. awesome. So that's a great question. So great Lauren throughout the question of what does leadership mean? What does culture mean to you? Mo Anderson. I mean, that, that's yeah. the first thing that's going to come to my mind is Mo Anderson. Um, and, you know, just how she's been able to implement culture into an organization that has grown into the size that, that Keller Williams has, has grown into. Um, I guess what it means to me um, is, is just uh, maybe for me personally, think before I speak. Yeah. Um, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm at a loss with that one. What so that if Mo Anderson is the example, does that mean you give seven hugs a day? <laughs> but, to, but I mean, I'm a hugger. I, yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure that I've hugged everybody that's come in the front door today. That's Same with awesome. Eric. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a hugger. And, that's right. Everyone um, knows. And this. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So it's, it's always funny when I come across the people that are not huggers and they're not people that like you in their space. And it took me a long time to figure this out. Like, you know, I was making people so uncomfortable because I was in their space and they weren't really reciprocating a whole lot back. And I'm like, oh, they just need another hug. And yes. So, you know, things <laughs> go over them. my head. And, and uh, so that's been a funny concept to learn. Like not everybody is, is huggable and that's okay. That's awesome. What do you think the vision is? We know kind of the vision of KW overall. What do you think the vision of Keller Williams on the West side is? It's another really good question. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, there's just, uh, there's always been, and there still is such a great opportunity for this West office to really, really grow and really grow fast. Yeah. And all it's going to take is just, uh, a, you know, a little bit of momentum, a little mm -hmm. bit of snowball effect, and then that will just take care of itself. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about some ideas about, um, some different things, but um, yeah, I think, you know, just uh, intentionality. It's just going to take some really, really hyper-focused intentionality. And I know that you guys have that vision and those yeah. those skills for hyper-focused intentionality. So, um, yeah, I think this is the time, and I think Absolutely. this is a great time to be here. Absolutely. It, it makes me think of that quote we always hear, it's gradually, then suddenly. Right, it's that moment. I've never heard that, but okay. okay. <laughs> I have, don't worry. You, you didn't just make it up. <laughs> I might have. You know, it sounded really profound. Uh, Maybe it's something you've preached to me every single day of my that's life. That's probably right. Uh, I think about that John Maxwell concept where he talks about momentum, and he talks about how, how a train is so much harder to start than it is to steer once it's in motion. And it's all of that starting momentum that, that takes the energy and the focus and the gradual buildup to the time where, where you finally get up and running and then we steer it. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're in that momentum building phase right now and, and it, we're getting ready to make a few more of those, those minor changes uh, before we hit uh, a large trajectory of growth for sure. Which I think about as the tipping point. Absolutely. Another yeah, John Maxwell true. concept. Yeah. I've thought about that lately with this office, kind of the, the tipping point. Yeah. So what is the vision of Chris Kastetter? Um, that's a good question. I, uh, I, I'm really, I, I keep telling people <clears throat> I'm at a, uh, just a rediscovery phase in my life. Um, it's been difficult in recent months, maybe even recent years to really, um, figure out my goals. Like I said, you know, I, I, I can look back and I'm very thankful and grateful for what I was able to do and achieve. And, and I was very blessed, you know, my last 25 years. And so I don't know what those next 20 or 25 look like. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I'm excited about it. I just don't, you know, I don't have it figured out yet. And for me, because I'm so uh, visual, uh, the, the biggest thing for me is to work on a new vision board. So that's something that's going to really help me work on my vision and what's next for me and my daughters. Um, one thing I know for sure is I want a bigger life and I want a bigger life for my daughters. I want them to be, um, yeah, I want them to be, one of my biggest goals is just for them to be financially comfortable when I'm gone. So that, that's a big goal. That's a big vision of mine. Hey. And I don't know how to get there yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. And hey, I, your daughters have come up in conversation so many times. 
And that's one of the things that I admire about you is just how much you care about your two daughters. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, of course. It's really, like, it's inspiring as a yeah. parent. It really is. Wow. Well, it's, it's really cool to see that. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Are they the are they the main? Do you think that when we talk about this big why, why is that? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're really grateful to be a part of your journey. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm very <clears throat> excited too. So thank you, you guys so much.